Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Uh, Jeremy Cobb, but... Doug Lewandowski calls me Jeremy Baramy, king of the time stream and ice cream. Ooh, are you the king of ice cream? If that's the case, Jeremy, yeah. the king of ice cream, what is the best flavor, definitively? Mmm, there are many schools of thought. However, the answer is anything with cinnamon. Whoa, I didn't think I've ever had a cinnamon ice cream before. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Add cinnamon to your ice cream flavor; it will improve. Wow, I'm a bit so big. Says, so say I. So say you, the king uh, of ice cream. Yeah, king of ice cream. Okay, and the time stream, frankly. Okay, well, I'll check it out, and uh, I will uh, add some cinnamon to my mint choc chip, which is my favorite type of ice cream. I'm sure that'll be fine. I'm sure that'll make sense, and it'll taste great. Um, I bet you will. I'm <laughs> calling it. <now. laughs> All right, I right. am willing. I'm willing to accept. Uh, Jeremy, what are we doing today? What's happening? Who? Uh, who are you? Who am I? And who is here? Oh <laughs> well, we still don't know who we are, but true, I can tell you who our beloved guest is. We have we have a longtime friend of the show and of us personally. Yeah, professional DM. Community and social media manager, CEO of the Crit Awards, Woo! and my mom, <laughs> Ivy. Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragons. <laughs> Full Prince vibe? Woof! This <laughs> makes them even more black. Cake glitches and bitches. And lands in the cusp of a teaspoon. Oh no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? into something real big now we had to change it up a little bit we did say we did say way back when that we were going to have people's parents we're going to have our parents on so you know that makes sense i guess mom did you not know that (laughs) yeah mom welcome (laughs) (laughs) i love this for me i love i have more children than i already had this is great (laughs) <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Ivy. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I wanted to say up top, you are fully responsible for me achieving a literal lifelong dream, which is being oh. able to say that I'm an award-winning podcaster. You are. Uh, I can't tell you how Look much that I means. <laughs> Look, there it, it is. Up on camera. There it is. Yes. It's barely. The certificate but, itself. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Look at that. Amazing. Award-winning Look podcast. You are. Uh, so... Thank you very much for that, Ivy. Uh, you are incredible. Uh, we actually got to meet uh, at uh, we, got, we got to meet at Convergence. We did uh, properly yes. for the first time, which was super super fun. Yes. Uh, was that the first time yeah. that you, Jeremy, and Ivy had met as well? Yeah. No, oh. Ivy. Do you want to oh, tell them no. uh, about the first time that we met? No, you're right. It was the first time us meeting in Ooh. person. Um, yes. But we had actually played in a game together uh, that I DM'd. Oh, very fun. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was an it April, was Fool's, an April game, Fool's game, right? And when I tell you about this game, it's going to sound like it never actually happened. Like, it sounds like an April Fool's prank. This entire game sounds <laughs> like an April Fool's prank. Um, so it's Quincy's Tavern and Jeremy and Arcane Anthems and all of them. And I was like, great. Uh, and Kurt Wise and... Mm-hmm. Jeremy had kept his character name a secret from me the entire time, and literally away from everyone except for um, Jason, Critical Dice, who was running our tech at the time. And so I was like, cool, everyone's doing their introductions, everyone's like, Wes Archanthems is playing like this rogue t- tabaxi who's grizzled, and then Jeremy comes in with a Githyanki. 
named Raid Shadow Legends, not sponsored. And I... Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> they were the angstiest, but also it was all like, oh, is Squarespace paying for this? Because like we need more sponsorship deals. Um, Jeremy. Like, no one's going to believe me that this game actually happened because it was all tarot card based. And so it took them 45 minutes to figure out a single puzzle at the very start. Kurtwise straight up teleported to a chest into the next dimension that they were supposed to go to as a group and was gone from stream for that entire 45 minutes. Um, it, was, it was a good time. I was like, no one's going to believe it. And then at the end of it, Quincy snapped a wand of power and blew the entire game up. I was like, yep, this game yeah. sounds fake. That's... Yeah, that is incredible, yep. Yep. Jeremy. Uh, yeah. You've you've had some A tier chaos chaotic characters. That might be one of the craziest I've heard of. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty wild, even for you, dude. <laughs> I think the backstory was that I was from the Shadowfell, yes, and I was like part of some like monastery or some kind of uh, holy site, uh, and we had our funding had been cut. And so we had to take on sponsorships. Uh, I think that was. I think I actually. I actually think I hate it more because you came up with a backstory. It was really <laughs> like I think, <laughs> I think if it was just a shameless plug for Raid Shadow Legends, yeah. I'd have been okay with it. <laughs> it. I personally am sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know anything about this character except for the the race and the class, and I was like, okay, interesting. We'll see how this goes for me. But you know, whatever. Everyone's kind of like coming with these really interesting characters. I'm sure it'll be fine. And then that was what. And then that happens. Street. Yep, it was great. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Well, I think yes. before we uh, before we get to know you properly, Ivy, uh, just real quickly, why don't we jump in with a lore dump? Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, lore dump was a section of the show which is uh, introduced by the wonderful Erica Ishii, uh, and the idea is is that we will share a piece of lore from our uh, from our lives, and it can be uh, you know something short snappy just like something that happened and the only rule is is that no one is allowed to ask any follow-up questions and it is incredibly infuriating every single time mm -hmm. because we always have mm -hmm. so many questions um yes. uh does anyone have anything uh teed up immediately if not i'll throw something out i got one uh Go for it, i got Jeremy. one i can jump in with so I believe this happened when I was around nine years old. So we're going to say that I was nine years old because I was within a, a year or two on either side of that mm -hmm. age uh, when this happened. Uh, so when I was nine years old, I choke slammed my Sunday school teacher. Oh, my oh, wow. Jeremy, this is pain. <laughs> that's painful, dude. That's painful. How can I not ask how? <laughs> oh, my. How? I just got a vision of Jeremy just hitting puberty Same. at eight now. Same. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jeremy was just this like absolutely stacked eight, nine year old. Like, <laughs> just hooked out. A sudden infusion of testosterone, like <laughs> growing a beard at age nine. Just absolutely hooked out. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, Ivy, would you like to go next? Yeah. Or? Um, so go for it. A couple years ago, um, I <laughs> I saved a stranger's life uh, in a Dollar Tree bathroom. What? No, man. Oh, this is cool. That sounds like a great yeah. story. It's that a shame like I can't great, ask about it. That's a great story. That's a great story. I love it. I love it so much. Um, Erica, what have you done to us? This I is uh, I, so painful. So, so, so painful. It's an exercise in masochism every Truly. time. Yes, absolutely. Okay, mine is going to be uh, I uh, tried an espresso martini for the first time because I was given it by Lenny Henry and Richard E. Grant. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah. I don't even know the context of this. Yeah. Yeah. I've never there heard. you go. I there didn't you. know that you would mess with like, uh, individuals. This is an interesting thing. I, I know. It makes about, it sound. So. <laughs> It makes it yeah. makes it sound like I rub shoulders with people on a regular basis. I guarantee you, I don't. Uh, that Lenny I'm, Henry turns out you're turns up my dad. Wow, uh, <laughs> that's right. Jasper William Henry is actually my name. 
<laughs> I just changed it because I didn't want the nepotism. Rub. His actual last name is Lenny. His real name is Henry Lenny. Some, Henry some, Lenny. You're actually like Jasper William <laughs> See, now Lenny. Has to update yeah. all the wiki pages. Like it's gonna be a whole thing. It's now. all gonna get updated, and they've only just actually put those wiki pages up. So immediately to get changed. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> literally made, just think, made if, those. If the three ph wiki exists, it is very recent. It's very recent. Amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Ivy, we're not here to talk about those. Uh, to talk about all these little backstories uh, we're here to talk about yeah. your backstory specifically yeah. um, Jeremy I know you had some questions but I'm assuming we're starting with an origins question oh of course okay. of course great oh, yeah. so uh, the, the the place we always have to start with all of our guests Ivy is mm-hmm. um, you know what is your nerdy origin story how did you first uh, get introduced to the wonderful world of nerddom and um, what what was that first or initial nerddom if it wasn't sort of TTRPGs it was not TTRPGs actually uh, I don't remember a time I wasn't a nerd actually um, at least of some degree because my dad raised me with Wonder Woman. I'm guessing Ivy's frozen for you oh, no. too. Okay, cool. I wasn't yeah. oh, no. I wasn't yeah. sure. I'm not frozen. I was sick. looking to see is Jasper Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is just yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh no. Oh, oh you're back. Oh, yeah, 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 you're back. You're back. Any of my stuff that's so why I was like oh no. Oh no. But I could hear you all. Oh, oh no. no. So I was like, I'm so sorry. It's okay. W- would it be possible for you to start from the beginning cuz you literally went it wasn't TTRPGs. It w- yes, I got it. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh it actually wasn't TTRPGs because I was raised by a very nerdy father uh, who started me off with Wonder Woman and Star Trek and uh, all of those nerdy nice. types of things. Uh, Wonder Woman being a first very strong feminine role model in my life, followed by Seven of Nine and Captain Janeway. Um, I'm a huge Trekkie. Um Unfortunate mm-hmm. for all the Star Wars nerds I know, but a uh, huge Trekkie. Um, and then I got into Doctor Who, and that was a main fandom for me. And uh. I didn't get into TTRPGs until, like, I'd always been aware of TTRPGs because I started going to conventions at age 16. Um, so I was like, very early in my life was going to conventions and cosplaying and things like that. But I didn't get into TTRPGs until a, an ex-partner of mine um, wanted to play. And things with that partner did not go very well. It wasn't a very healthy relationship. And so eventually I stopped playing right after that and picked it back up because I wasn't going to let anybody ruin something that I really enjoyed. Um, And so I picked it back up uh, and I started off with a group of 12 guys at my table that had never played TTRPGs before. Um, (laughs) That was how I started jumping into DMing. And I was like, why did you split the table or things like that? They were all coworkers and friends that wanted to play together. And so I started off with a group of 12 newbie guys, walked them through all of the character creation and did all of that. How many, like statistically, Jeremy, question, statistically, (laughs) Mm -hmm. how many edgelords do you think are at this table? If they've all not played before, what is the, like, Uh, I think statistically there's got to be at least four, right? I think it's like the Iron Throne. Like it's all edge. (laughs) That's what I mean. it's like, it's a ve- I was going to say, there's, it, there's a strong possibility that it could be all edgelords, like all fighters, all rogues, maybe a paladin or two. But like, I'm mm-hmm. saying there has to be at least four rogues, like at least. Yeah. Like if there's, less, if there's less than four rogues in that party, I will be shocked. Rogues, rangers, warlocks. That's my and if there's a single cleric, I'm going to be blown away. <laughs> so there yeah. was a paladin with a very strong, like, knightly backstory. Like, the, like the, okay, we got to nice, save yep. them. See that happening. Um, there, yep. oh, there was two rangers, but neither, neither hey! came huh? in nice. with, The thing is, none of them came in with a super edgy backstory. None of them. Oh, okay. yeah. Which was so, oh, was this like a silly that, vibe? Is this like no, a silly it vibe? Wasn't. They were going for no. no. Okay, and wow. I was really I, I'm I think impressed it was because they knew I, I was the only feminine person at the table as well. Like I was the only woman in this entire mm-hmm. friend group, um, aside from like their girlfriends and things like that. But they weren't playing, and so I think that they were like, "We can't be stupid because she'll call us on this shit." Um, <laughs> And so I had like a knightly character. There was a ranger who uh, didn't really have any backstory because he had never played TTRPGs at all. So he was kind of developing it as it came along. But it was like the very, sure, I'm sure. a wood elf. Like, that was like the, the backstory. Which I'm a was, wood like, elf with amnesia. Story. That's like, my backstory. I've only ever had <laughs> yep. one player with amnesia at my table. So uh, okay. Uh, my okay. Like eight years worth of DMing 
I've only had wow, one. I've pl- I mean, I've played at least six. So. <laughs> 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 that's so true. In Wagadu, everyone has amnesia. Every, yeah, exactly. that's the whole premise. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, she, I only had one player that uh, had amnesia at my table, and she gave it to me, and it was an exercise in letting go of control of a character. And uh, so she was like, I'm really bad about having like too much control over them and being very like needing every detail. So she gave it to me and then I made her bad, like her, her dad, the BBG that she had forgotten. Um, So much nicer than me when I make backstories for people. Oh, much nicer, much (laughs) nicer. That's incredible. It depends on the game. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was kind of how i started off in the community was with a very large table but always being a semblance mm. of a nerd Amazing. so did you pretty much start off as a forever yep. dm i played but ah. the thing is i prefer dming to playing i've always enjoyed okay. being the forever dm so i say i'm a forever dm by choice like i'll play but what? Mm. Yeah, what do you prefer about playing, or sorry, DMing over playing? I love being able to tell those stories, but I like doing it collab- like with a collaboration. Uh, I'm not a, I don't really write. I write on occasion personally, but I don't go to publish things or things like that. So I love the collaborative storytelling aspect of I get to tell these wondrous, fantastic stories, and people get to insert the things that they want to do, that I get to build off of those things. I just really enjoy mm. telling the stories a lot more. Mm. Okay, so you're a very you're a very collaborative oh. DM, but you really enjoy yes. it. it's the it's the getting it into all the meat of the storytelling. Yes, exactly. I think yeah, I would I would probably uh, I would probably second that in the sense that like I really enjoy like I always find it hard um, as an actor being like such a small part of like an overall project, and I feel like it's the same with DMing. It's like there's something that's just like you go in, you play the session, you're like, oh, that was so cool. But you're like, I really want to know what that meant and what that was. And, you know, yeah. like, I'm so interested in, like, all the levels and all the tiers of uh, of DMing. And especially, like, now as, like, when you get into professional stuff, it's, like, most of the time you're playing, you've got, like, a pretty big time limit. So it's not the same as, like, playing a, a home game where you can take all the time that you want to like really dig around and like discover like you know really follow like a certain narrative like you kind of have to just be like oh the dm is clearly guiding us in a sort of you know gently guiding us in a direction let's go in that direction or whatever you know so i agree i think especially professionally i definitely prefer uh uh dming to playing uh for that reason because otherwise it's just like oh man there's all this juicy stuff that i didn't exactly. get to see <laughs> <laughs> I, I like <laughs> i like playing on occasion i just don't enjoy it nearly as much mm. how do sure. you approach uh dming publicly versus dming privately Ooh, that's a very good question mm. um i yeah i like to ask this of I every gm uh, who does a both. lot more prep when it's public um mm-hmm. just because i don't ever want to be caught super unaware of something that's or or I'm always an improv DM. I thrive off of that improv and I award creativity. Uh, that's very much how I run. But if I don't have a structure of this is kind of where I would like them to end up or go, it will not get there in the time that's allotted to us. So I'm a little more careful on that. When I'm DMing like private games, whether over Discord or Zoom or just home games, there's more time to be like, okay, cool, we didn't reach this, but we already have set dates for the future, et cetera, et cetera. Scheduling online is hard, like, especially with time zones, as mm-hmm. we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I think that I just do... As we say this across three different times. I know. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, exactly. So I, I think I just do a little more prep when it's public because I don't, I want it to look professional. Like if people are going to come mm-hmm. on and do me the courtesy of coming on and participating in something like that, I want them to feel like the experience was good and that I was prepared for it. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. I think because I was actually thinking about this the other day. My, uh, I don't know if you found this as well, Jeremy, and I'd be interested to like get your two cents on this, but like I feel like my style has changed quite a lot in terms of, I think for home games, I usually plan a lot more of a linear <laughs> experience mm-hmm. now. Whereas for public games, I sort of generally do like almost like a choice tree style mm-hmm. thing because mm-hmm. I'm very aware of like, 
I need to be able to connect dots very quickly based on mm-hmm. like if there's a time limit, you know what I mean? Whereas like if it's a home game and I don't have to rush, I'm like, sweet, I know I want to go here to here to here to here and we can take as much time as we need to in any of those areas and just move on to the next one. Whereas like, and so like, and I'm happy to let them explore until eventually they come back to the story kind of thing. Whereas with a, with a like, you know, when you're running to like a time limit or something, it's like, okay, yeah. I need to find a way if they're only at the graveyard, by like an hour and a half in, how am I going to then get them to the, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how am I going to get them to the lab? And you're just like, okay, I've got to exactly, connect yeah. some dots here somehow. So I feel like I yeah. plan differently. And I feel like, uh, I, and I would definitely echo what you, what you were saying there, Ivy as well. It's about being like super aware of like, okay, someone's brought me in. Someone's like trusting me with this thing. I need to make sure that I'm like sticking to the, the, the bounds that they've set um and and like showing them that i can kind of do this so yeah yeah i think for me it's a lot uh one of the big differences is i will for a public game if it is a longer term thing like there's going to be multiple episodes i will try and plan out multiple episodes in advance yes definitely like i will yeah. yeah and try to think through these sessions so i have an idea of where things are going and where i need them to go so i'm like look we cannot stay here much longer (laughs) i know y'all are enjoying talking to this one character but we gotta move it on you can take them with you it's fine it's fine just take them with you finding a chest for 45 (laughs) minutes because you can't figure out the puzzle like you know Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing is I'm assuming that you may have had to cut some content after oh, the after the 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, having extra stuff that you could just throw <laughs> off the plane uh, as you're hurriedly trying to like get just get go, to the landing just strip. Go. Just, yep. <laughs> I truly feel I truly feel like running a public game is the uh, Captain Jack Sparrow arriving on the docks for the first time and like yes. your everything you've planned is the ship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just all getting thrown out. You're just climbing up the mast until eventually you kind of step off. It looks seamless, but you've, your whole boat is gone. Like everything is like truly by the end, none of this was planned. Like, like we were all like the wheels were entirely off. From the moment the session starts, you your ship starts taking on water. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're just exactly. Then it's just a process of throwing out water and trying to get to the trying to make it to the docks yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like So, so yes. Ivy, I'm curious, how did you make the transition then from being like a home GM to professional GM? I started on the ice cream sandwich, actually. I Hey. Yeah, and so um, Yeah, shout out to friend of the show. Um, <laughs> I was on stream with him. And it was my first time being on stream. Um, I was put on with um, Sufficient, which is Saf, and John, between two Johns, and Ben does D&D, and Quincy. And uh, what Kevin didn't realize is that I actually almost chickened out of being on stream. Um, Yeah, I almost didn't do it. I was a fan of Quincy's, now a very good friend. um, And... I didn't think my skills were up to being on stream. I didn't think I was a good enough player. And I got a severe stress migraine the day before. And when I get migraines, it's like light spots. I can't see anything. I basically sound like I'm drunk. I start slurring. It's really bad. Um, I got a stress migraine the day before. And uh, the only option is for me to sleep. And so I went to bed for like eight hours. And woke up the next day and was like, I was nervous and full of anxiety and I almost dropped out and didn't. Uh, I went on stream. I played uh, that tiefling character. Her name's Feral. I played her for two years um, on stream. We did two years. It was supposed to be a one shot. Then I went to a mini campaign. And then two years later, we finished our full campaign. Um, And it was Kevin's first time DMing a full game on stream like that. Like he was a very new DM. And so, yeah, I started coming on the channel more and DMing more on the channel after being more comfortable with stream after that and going on more streams and being involved in more projects. And it came very gradually after that initial hurdle of stress and anxiety. Um, so, yeah, it was just a gradual mm. transition. S- well, so glad that you did. I mean, it's so fun. Like, you know, I, I feel like there's so many sliding doors moments like that for a lot of people where it's just like, imagine if I just didn't do yeah. that stream or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if I it's like, and how easy it would have been to not do that. Oh, and if I hadn't, I wouldn't mm. have met you both. I wouldn't have met my partner. I wouldn't have met all of these people. I wouldn't have moved countries. Um, 
There's a lot of things wow. that it would not have happened. Well, I, you know, we always tell the story of the long lost episode of Three Black Halflings. Me and Jeremy nearly canned this whole thing oh, wow. uh, when we recorded one episode, which was truly so bad that we were just like, let's just not. And then it was only because I ended up then buying a mic after realizing that my phone wasn't going to quite cut it. Not quite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I was no no a phone that I was actively moving around uh, during recording. Yeah, like I literally, because like, I kept I, I kept forgetting that it was <laughs> that it was recording on it. I just need the audio. So like, all I want is I just need to hear you fading in and out. I, I there is there is a part of me that is like genuinely intrigued to see if I could find it. I it, think it it's like I need like a whole day though probably to track. Yeah. Yeah. I may still have my audio from it. Incredible. I may still have mine. Like the audio in, which, in which you had a fan. You had a fan oh, yes. going directly into the mic. Yeah, I was using a mic. snowball mic. I was using a snowball mic, and I think my laptop was like sitting on my lap. Like I was sitting in a chair with my laptop on my lap, the, the mic on the laptop, and then a fan pointed at my feet on the ground. <laughs> so the the there's also like a loud... Oh, so it's, it sounds... Like for me, the so whole it time. it sounds like, like a Twilight Zone episode of the Three Black Halflings. Like it's just... It's just <laughs> yeah. And it was... Fan, the, like... the dial... <laughs> It was and also he was, way more stilted. Like neither, yeah. neither of us had really done anything like that before. So I think that some of the content's probably pretty decent, like in terms of what we said. Sure. But Maybe. the way in which it was said, Maybe. like the rhythm of it, the vibes were off. The vibes, because I feel like we said a lot of the same things when we actually recorded like the first sure. episode of the show. But sure. yeah, the vibe was not there. And then when we added Unati, suddenly everything slotted. Just came, place. yeah, everything no, came sense. together. But just, oh man, like I, immediately. Just the but, yeah. but, I love it. Absolutely. I think it's just so interesting. Just, just those moments, you know, of like, oh, like, you know, truly like my life could have been in it, you know, could have headed in a completely different direction, you know, almost entirely had that one thing not happened or had I made the choice to not go or not do or not, you know, whatever that one Mm -hmm. thing. And it's just like, I always, I always find it a little bit scary as well. Cause I'm like, what have I missed? <laughs> you know don't, I mean? That's the thing. You, you don't know, know. You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> you didn't know how big of a deal that stream was going to be for your life. You didn't. We didn't know how how big of a deal that recording was going to end up being. There's a story I wanted to tell about uh, Will Smith back when they were planning the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and he wanted to be in it. Uh, and like it was like they were planning the show, and I think it was Quincy Jones that was involved. It was uh, and. I think Will was like at a party and they were like, oh, hey, the producers or whoever's going to be able to fund this show or help make it go forward. They're here now. Let's go talk to them. And I think Will was like sick and he like he, he wanted to leave like he was about to leave. He was feeling super nervous. He felt really in over his head. Uh, and the guy was I think it was Quincy Jones looked at him and was like, hey, look. You can uh, leave now and maybe you'll feel better, you know, rest and whatnot. Or you can stay here and potentially change the rest of your life. And, wow. and it was like, all right, if, man, let's do Will it. If Will Smith hasn't bought that guy several houses, then that's an <laughs> <Yeah>. injustice. <laughs> oh, Quincy Jones. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones already has a pile of houses. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You still have to buy him houses. You still have to buy him houses. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, it's what you do. It's what you do. It's what you do. Uh, when, yeah. when Three Black Halflings uh, eventually is making tens of millions on our kickstarters uh, uh we jasper and i will be buying each other yeah houses houses, houses multiple houses yeah, yeah that's how it's gonna work yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a pile just a pile <laughs> yes i think it's also called a block of flats but it's fine anyway <laughs> <laughs> we buy each other tenement what? blocks <laughs> oh no, no, uh, no. Like, well, i have one extra like it'll be great i'm so excited for this day <laughs> We start having to build extra stories onto the onto the apartment complex. I can't wait for how ridiculous this is going to be. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> incredible. Uh, Ivy, I wanted to ask yes. you. Um, so you are a community manager. Yes. I don't know exactly, and I'm sure I'll, if I'm not a hundred percent sure, I bet a lot of the audience probably doesn't sure. know. Can you please explain what uh, what is community management and what all goes into Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Or maybe they all know and I don't. But regardless, it'll be interesting. I was going to say, they definitely are more intelligent than you, Jeremy, our <laughs> listeners. So, Probably, yeah. You know, they all know. Uh, much more knowledgeable, but, significantly. But, but for me and the dum-dum here, please tell yeah. us. Because I also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Three black dum-dums. Oh here we go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
<laughs> I love you both terrible. so much. That sounded really offensive. Like that, that, sounded, that did not sound good. Of all the variations I've ever come up with, that is the one that made me go like, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, as soon as you said it, dude, I was like, oh no, that doesn't feel good yeah, at all. No. no. <laughs> That felt like hate speech, honestly. <laughs> it, did, it did. It felt wrong. It really did. <laughs> oh, after the masochism comment from earlier with the war dumps, I was going to say three BDSM halflings. Uh, I feel like that. I'm going to say that and bring it back. I feel like that's a much better. That's much. Three that BDSM feels much nicer. Halflings. That feels much yeah. nicer. Um, please, please rescue us, Ivy. Please rescue us. <laughs> Look, I'd love to change it, but my hands are tied. Uh, I gotta go. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Ivy got uh, it. I don't know what this is about me. Don't ask questions. It's fine. Right. I'm fine. Right. No, it's fine. Just embrace it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so yes, uh, <sighs> community management. Um, so uh, yeah, I do a bunch of community management and social media management for content creators specifically. Um, that way they can focus on the content they're creating instead of having to worry about the administrative stuff. So I basically will moderate your discords or help build them. I've built many a discord server. Um, did all of the convergence discord as well as helped manage all of the oh. VIPs as well as the DMs. Um, so it's a bunch of that. So it's basically just making sure that the community the community is engaging and interacting with a creator or a person or a company and a brand in a way that is helpful and representative of that brand or those people. So that's about that's kind of what I do. Okay. Is I help make sure and facilitate the basically the go between between creators and their communities. So yeah, mm. that's amazing and also incredibly essential. Like I feel like something that we speak about a lot on the show is like you know this thing of like oh I'm finding success and this is amazing this is great but actually the success brings with it an increased level of like scrutiny and eyes and I think that can feel very very overwhelming when you try to couple that with the thing that you're trying to create and I felt personally like the biggest blockers to me wanting to or having the desire to create is not being able to separate myself and just focus on the thing that i'm making and actually like yeah having you know ha bringing someone in who is able to like do a bit of that stuff so that i can kind of like empty my brain just even <laughs> even 10 percent. you know what i mean even take 10 percent of that stuff out of my brain and uh, it, you know just because also the, just the gear shifts mm -hmm. from like creative to administrative yeah. is like such a like <laughs> you know i i i had this recently uh when i was we were prepping for the first new series and new arc of rotating heroes and i'd spent months just like in the weeds trying to get everything sorted and organized and you know folders and master docs and all of this stuff and then we got to like two weeks before the new arc and i was like oh i've got to like yank myself out of that and into the creative and it was super hard like i found it really quite tiring trying to like mm -hmm you know marry the two things and completely kind of like put the administrative aside so on behalf of all of the creators that you're do you work for thank you yes. uh, yeah, yeah i have nine years of administrative experience i worked in the medical field uh as soon as i turned 17 i was in the uh the medical field already working and i worked probation and parole as well so i do a lot of administrative things so um yeah damn yeah, so i take care of all the back end and the admins so that way you could can just create that because that's what you're that's what you started doing anyways and basically we're the people that say if don't look at your comments uh if there's if there's hateful comments we'll take care of it for you <laughs> that's basically what we do mm. So. Mm. yes wow that would be incredibly so incredibly nice. important yeah. that would be uh, so nice quite a few <laughs> yeah. Creators. Yeah. yeah yeah wow yeah. wow 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 it's time we thank this week's sponsor sent air Halflings, let me ask you a question. Do any of you suffer from nose blindness or did you suffer from nose blindness? Because I used to until my wife uh, introduced me to what you could do with a space if you made it smell, you know, a little bit better. Scent Air has over 30 years of experience scenting homes, stores, event spaces and beyond. And now you can shop online and scent the mood of your home or business. Scent air diffusers are sleek and fill your space with a vivid and subtle fragrance for up to 300 hours. Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh lo- 
Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh linen sheets for 300 hours. The Scent Air app also lets you schedule your fragrance and control the intensity right from your phone. Scent Air is available online in the US, Canada, and now in the UK and France. And now you may be thinking to me, well, maybe do I need this? Do I need let me throw out something for you. Imagine scenting your D&D spaces. You've got a crew coming over and you really want to get them into the mood. So you light your candles, you get your snacks ready, and then what do you do? You fill the room with a gorgeous scent that is so evocative of the world that they're going to be in. Perhaps your party is going to explore a new and incredible marketplace and so you fill the air with Tuscan orange scent or even pink grapefruit or sun shower. Or maybe they're going to a sophisticated party and so you fill the air with a dark vanilla pomelo scent. Or perhaps it's a classic pirate-themed adventure and so you fill the air with an ocean scent. Or island breeze. This year, try luxury home fragrance trusted by pros by going to scentair.com and using the promo code HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. That's HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, I'm nowhere near there yet, but I'm putting uh, get an Ivy on my to do list for like yes. oh, for at some point in the future. Because like as soon as they start rolling in, I'm like, cool, I can't look at this. Yep. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want to give a quick shout out on that note uh, to our community and our mods because yes. a lot of the reason oh. why we have not had this problem is because yep. mm-hmm. the mods do a great job of dealing with anything that really does arise, and it's our community has been remarkably nice. Yes. Like people have been remarkably nice and easygoing and there have been so few issues uh, yes. in the years that we've been doing this show. Truly. Uh, Amazing. We'll see if it continues. Like I, I, <laughs> the fact that we're all marginalized creators as well is even more insane that it's been this nice. Like it truly I, makes no I sense. I do feel like we did set a precedent pretty early on that we will shout at you unashamedly <laughs> if, you, if you try and be a dick in our presence. Like I feel That's like- true. We, we did, shout at, did we, we shout at early everyone. on read like a review of the show or something? <laughs> Yeah, or like we tweet did. out about it. That was like we like somebody we were like, complaining about their friends' fifis or something. Oh yeah, the fifis. Oh, that was yeah. so funny. Yeah, we did. Someone sent in like a oh, I wanted to sit and play D and D, not think about my friends' fifis. And then I remember, yeah, I think we dedicated oh. like pretty much a whole episode just us absolutely tearing into this like one oh. one comment. And I was like, hey, look, here's a graph. Here's fuck around. Here's find out. And you're all the way at the top. <laughs> here's you here's you yeah okay so as part of as part of the management and organization everything that you do you also run a number of 24-hour charity events Uh, i'm curious can you tell us about uh like the charities that you're working on and and the events themselves um you were on one of them just not the 24 hour. It's true, one. I was. Um, yes. Yes, I, I was. Did I do two different things or just one different you, one thing? I know you I did were the. were in both rounds. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You were in both rounds. Yeah, that's true. Too. Yeah, it was the Hero Forge. We were forging we were some forging heroes. Some heroes. Good so times. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, Rolling for yeah. Charity, we started Rolling for Charity during COVID, um, where a bunch of us were sitting in a Discord call and we're like, we would need to do something with all of our extra time. Um, what can we do that'll be helpful to the community and at the time one of our our previous board members who um means quite a bit to a lot of us lived in Sudan and during a lot of uh the unrest and things which are still going on and so we picked Doctors Without Borders because they were the ones that were directly helping them and so it directly impacted a lot of us in the community uh, and we raised $7,000 that first event, um, which was amazing. Wow. And we've raised wow. over $20,000 in our other events across these four years since we've created it. Um, 
we so we uh, for a 24-hour event normally in november we raise money for doctors without borders specifically and then during our eight-hour event we'll normally pick a different charity that's lgbtq focused or um we'll, we'll basically find different causes of things like we did ukraine one year because that was at the height of ukraine and so we'll find different causes that maybe fit best for that year and then doctors without borders is always our november one so and then i run all the mm. tech and do everything in the background so i was up for the entire 24 hours of every event oh um, yeah oh. that's me oh. okay Okay, follow-up question. How? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, how? Just so, how? <laughs> so here's the thing, and this is going to like shock a whole bunch of people. Uh, whoever is listening to this, uh, certain friends are about to call me out on it. I know they will. I'll get messages later. Um, so I drink a pot of black coffee a day. Um, <laughs> on the weekend, okay. I drink two. Okay. Um, I don't put anything in it. I oh, this is sorry. This is a daily thing. This is just a this daily is, thing. Okay, so it's every day. This is every day. You are mainlining caffeine, yeah. um, right? So um, you exist yeah. in okay. But um, okay. I thought I you were going to say meth originally. Now this. No. no. <laughs> now so I, I mean, some friends were going to call me out no. about this. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But meth. Meth. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, I don't put anything in it. I just drink black coffee. So during the 24 hour event, I will just drink my coffee and I will order pizza before we start. And that is what I eat all day. And I drink my coffee and I do all the tech. Wow. Dang. That's impressive. Uh, Honestly, that's impressive. Yeah. I could not do that. Uh, I can stay up for 24 hours, but the idea of being like, you know, uh, having to actually achieve something during that time, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I was up for 24 hours recently, like traveling back from America because of like time zones. Of course, yeah. But yeah. like, I was uh, like a little vegetable boy for most of that time. So like, oh. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I just kind of watched movies and sort of- my chair. I sit, I put everybody through. I do their checks before everyone goes on to make sure everyone's good. They've got food, water, etc. We take breaks and then I Dang. sit there and I do it. Hey, look, listen, You're if there's another Ivy- <laughs> Yeah. If there's another Ivy, if there's another mum out there listening, maybe just, hey, look, just volunteer, jump on, help Ivy. Just do a 12-hour, you know what I mean? Just do 12 yeah. hours and let Ivy do the other 12 hours. And, like, yeah. we just, this can't, we can't do I this. I think we're it up can't. this year for the first time in all of our events because they were oh, like, good. we'll do, we'll do 12 okay, and 12, good. like, odd hours. I'm still running tech for both days. But it was just one of those things that they were like, we should, we should split that up for you. And I was like, that's fine. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to try it this way this year. No, 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 we should, we should do that. <laughs> just, you know, because we, we like you. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can we, can we start a community fund to give Ivy a spa week? Not spa day, yeah. spa week. <laughs> spa week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> truly, truly. If anyone I've deserves other it. Stuff to My do. goodness. I'm sorry, I'm busy for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally, I was literally about to say, like, if someone yeah. tried to do that for me, I would be like, oh, I'm so flattered. Um, do you mind if I like auction this off for charity? or yeah. something because there's no universe like, there's no universe in which I could take a week off. Like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to put this towards the other events I'm running. Is that okay? Like, it means a lot to me yeah. but also Super amazing but I'm definitely going to have to say no. Yeah, exactly. So, Ivy, can you give us a, a sneak peek at some of the some of the specific events that are going to be happening at this this uh, next November's yeah. or I, I don't know when November this is coming out 18th, uh, but yes. this Oh, November 8th. We should put this out then okay, before November 18th. Definitely 18th. do that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely before that. Can you give us a sneak peek of some of the events that are happening at Rolling for Charity? Yes, this year? absolutely. I can. Let me pull it up. So, um, sneak I know for a fact previews. that we're doing. This is why you come to Three Black Halflings exactly. for this stuff. I know for a fact that we're doing Inside a Vampire scoop. the Masquerade game. And we're doing a masks Ooh. game. And we're doing Mothership. Fun. And, Ooh. Yeah, and we're going to do Magic Gathering. Um, a little bit of something. Yes. Then we're going to do Scramble Wizards, which if you haven't seen Scramble Wizards, it's about magic raccoons. Um, so. Oh. <laughs> this sound, that sounds so unbelievably down Jeremy's aisle. It's ridiculous. It's really I don't think I'm like, scra scramble, was it Scramble Wizards? 
Yeah. Scramble Wizards about magical raccoons is exactly Jeremy's MO. Yes. Yes, <laughs> like, 100%. That's I'm so into your it. thing. I'm here for the, I'm here for the Scramble Wizards. <laughs> yeah. The little trash to panda play a, raccoons. To play a little uh, crotchety, you know, trash monkey with wizard, like with wizard powers is like absolutely. Just running around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Found some meth in the trash. <laughs> it's never been the same. Just a little raccoon. <laughs> oh <laughs> That's all he says. Two game shows that we're doing. We're going to do Rule of Cool, and we're going, which is made by our wonderful board members. And we're going to do a Jeopardy D and D. So Jeopardy D and D. Oh, sick! That's going to be so good. So that's on. Let me just uh, just clarify for all those listening so yes. that they can get involved. Uh, that's on the 18th of November, yep, 2023, and, and the 19th. Yep. And the 19th. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And how can people get involved if yes. they're like listening to this? Is there a place they can uh, go and like follow? Yeah. Is there, you know, ways that they can uh, get involved yeah, now? Rolling for Charity is on Twitter and Instagram and we do volunteers every year. So look out for sign up forms for next year. We have all of our wonderful staff and volunteers for this year. But uh, yeah, follow Rolling for Charity and we're Rolling for Charity on Twitch as well where we host. So we'll have a lot of cool things. We're excited. Incredible. Um, That sounds amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll probably put some links as well in the description below so that uh, people can get access to that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I had another question. Uh, We've already mentioned them once. Uh, It's time to talk about the Crit Awards. Yes. Uh, Oh, yes. Finally. You are here on the Crit Award winner for Best Podcast. uh, How do you feel about this now? (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about your decision? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel feel deep regret that we ended up Have you recognized your mistake? Um, So here's the thing. Um, And Jasper, we haven't gotten a chance to really talk about how all of this happened. But um, no? yeah, the Crit Awards, it wasn't me who picked you all. It was the community who picked you all. Um, we focus very much on peer-driven voting and nominations. So when we first opened voting and nominations, we were sent in a list of names or people they would like to see represented. And then me and my board look at it and we say, wow, well, these particular people follow all of this criteria that we would like to you know, represent as well as, well, maybe they received a whole bunch of nominations from the public and that's where we put the finalists from so we keep all of our criteria public that way it's very transparent of what we may look at um and so you were picked and then all of the voting and everything else is all public it was all the community that picked you so any anyone who won or went through it was all community so yeah that's absolutely incredible. And I, you know, just I love our community so much. And I feel uh, it, it's very, uh, I think it's a, a even better win. You know what I mean? Even even if it had sort of been like a panel of judges or something, would definitely would have felt special. Absolutely, no doubt. But the idea that, you know, this was like, you know, the folks that live and enjoy the show kind of rallying around to to, to win us the award is, is absolutely huge. And so uh, for any of you yeah. listening uh, that voted or has just listened at all, you know, which has helped us get to this point. Thank you so much. We appreciate and love you. And uh, it's just really cool to say uh, award-winning podcast. I feel yeah. like it's like, it's the, it's yeah. the, like the, it's like the big legitimizer. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're like, Oh, I have a podcast. <laughs> it's no, a no, real no, no, no. podcast. I now. have an award-winning like, no, no, podcast. No, no. And everyone's like, Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> now I'm going to take well, you seriously. Um, yes. That I had to address in my speech at the event was what it actually, like what the board actually looks like. Because even though it's public on the website, not everyone's going to go on and read it. And so it was me telling the nominations and the nominees who, even if they didn't win their category, what it took to get to that point. Because our criteria mm. is excellence, originality, and creativity. It's artistic or technical skill or originality and innovation, diversity and inclusivity. Diversity, diversity of backgrounds, cultures, races, genders, and abilities, as well as accessible. Impact, genre representation, and cultural relevance. The impact on the industry, audience, society, contribution to a cultural dialogue. Emerging talent and fresh voices, who is the up and coming, and those who show promise. And ethical and social responsibility of how the nominees handle storytelling, representation, production practices, social awareness, inclusivity, and positive values. So this is what the board looks wow. like. Wow. So 
it's public. We, it, mm. So when we put all of those people through, it was these are the things that we're looking at. Is it inclusive? Is it diverse? For all of our TTRPG mm. publishers, especially like our one pages and things like that, is there a community copy available where those who couldn't originally pay for this be able to access it now? Um, so this was kind of like the little things that we were going through and looking at. So the community really showed up. Wow, that's absolutely oh, wow. incredible. And it yeah. really just impressive. Uh, first of all, we want to give you some flowers for, you know, pulling this thing together and creating mm -hmm. this this show. Because, I mean, just an unbelievable amount of effort that, that must have taken. What an undertaking. You know, a huge undertaking and something that feels, you know, just really wonderful. I mean, you know, obviously easy to say as someone who's who, <laughs> who's won, but I think just, you know, to have in the space where we get to, you know, get to be and sell celebrate each other in this kind of way, I think is amazing because a lot of people, um, you know, including ourselves at times, uh, you know, put in an absolutely ginormous amount of work, oh, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. don't often get the, the, you know, the financial or whatever it is kind of uh, reward that like that level of work might entail. And, you know, so you're doing a lot of this stuff as like, pa like just for the passion and the love and the, you know, because you, because you believe in it. And so, you know, to get any level of recognition and, and to be able to then celebrate that with other people that uh, also on that similar level i think is huge so it's something that's really just lovely for the for the industry as a whole and so uh just a massive massive congratulations to you and a huge thank you for for pulling that yeah. together and yeah. you know that list that you just read out is absolutely beautiful like it's it's so nice to you know hear all those things listed off as 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 things that um yeah. you know were important to this at, at, the, at the core of the show yeah. uh, of the of the crit awards because i think that's that's yeah, amazing. When, yeah. And then to see them represented in the actual and, nominees and, and winners that was as well. Yes. That was a big one yeah. for us. It was when I saw that all of one, uh, one category was beautiful and creative and wonderful people of color. And one of them came up to me after at the event and thanked me. That when he saw that it was all people of color, that he felt seen. And I could have cried because I was like, that was the whole point. Um, because I started the Curl Awards of January of this year. I put it together in seven months. Um, That's ridiculous, by myself. Ivy. I did That's... have um, some very important people that contributed. Of course, I had Malagros who helped me, um, who's a beautiful queer woman of color who helped me make sure that, you know, things looked diverse, that they were correct. Like they have a degree in publishing their, their bachelor's degree. And so I was like, cool, the things that I don't have accreditation and I put somebody else who did. Um, and had Tanner who put together our live stream and things like that and had Omega and Gabe help mm -hmm. me host and they were great at providing the feedback that yeah. I needed of hey you're doing it this way maybe do it this way like they were wonderful and they did such a good job hosting but having those people yeah, that would stay up with me till 2 a.m while I was going through categories to make sure that I was not skipping anybody um yeah it was it was a lot of work very much worth it uh, I loved every second of yeah it. It was stressful. I it was a one. I, I won't lie and say that it was the easiest thing I've ever done because it wasn't. But it, oh no, I can't even imagine yeah. how <laughs> how hard that must have been. Like that's yeah, wild. It, I mean, the event itself, I, like the awards themselves, obviously were wonderful. But the event, like the 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 awards ceremony, was really a blast as well. Like it was great to get to see all the people who showed up. I was like, oh, look at all these. There were people there that I'd never met in person. Like I'd never, I don't think I'd ever met M. Carlson in person. Uh, but they were there at the yeah. ceremony, and it was like, oh. Uh, our friend M. Carlson, who's been on the show, I think yeah. twice, uh, to talk about clerics and death in TTRPGs uh, from Blackwater D and D, um, as well. Yeah, yeah, M's M's the bomb. Uh, but yeah, it was great getting. I was there also, like messaging Connie uh, every time because uh, the live was a little bit ahead of the uh, <laughs> of the live stream. So I was like messaging Connie every time Transplaner <laughs> won. Uh, and I was like, oh! <laughs> Ivy, we do this with every guest. Uh, it is it is a rite of passage if you are a 3BH guest. Uh, we ask you, humbly, for a tale from the table. Now, this is a, a tale that can be, yes. uh, this is a story of a time and experience that you had uh, play or witnessed playing TTRPGs. It can be tragic, it can be epic, it can be triumphant, uh, it can be nerve-wracking, it can be heartwarming, it can be hilarious. It can be all of those things at once. It can be horny. Ivy. It can. We, I think we've had at least one horny one. We and have honestly, had one. I'm I'm down for more horniness. Yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah. you have a we horny can... tale, give it to yes. us. Yeah. Mm. 
I have two that happened in the same game. Wow. Um, the, uh, same session? So same session? Or just like same? Same, same mini campaign. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and it is relevant that I say mini campaign. Otherwise, I would just say one. So um, I did Hell to Earth, which was a level 20 Avernus adventure that mm. I loved doing. I took a Avernus and I changed a little a couple of things you know made it my own and then we played uh but it had the the two very relevant players in this game um to this exact story was kaliosaurus yep kaliosaurus and christian navarro oh Um, nice both lovely beans. I love them both very much. Yeah, we should have um, Katie on here. Christian, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I don't oh, know. I can't. I literally, oh, as soon as you said wonderful. that, I was like, "Why the uh, hell haven't we had Katie and Sora?" Yeah, on I love both of them so. What is that, Katie? Message. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. <clears throat> I love him. So Christian came into the Avernus game, um, not knowing who Zariel is, like the arch duke of avernus oh. Uh-oh. they found her in a pyramid in a cave uh, in, a, in a cell that basically hell had been taken over by somebody else's um mom from their backstory that i had kind of reacted that she had gone missing and his mom just kind of abandoned him as a kid well zariel was in a jail cell essentially christian playing his sweet elven prince boy let her out and um, it was fine. It was fine because Christian Navarro is one of the sweetest, most charming individuals you will ever meet mm, in this whole agreed. wide world. He's so kind um, and so wonderful and such an amazing TTRPG player. Like, ah, oh, mm. his narrative is so good. Mm. He ended up romancing Zeriel. Like, to the point where she was, like, head over heels in love with this man. And she hadn't told him fully who she was. Just, like, in hell, she was like, yeah, I'm the ruler of this. Like, he didn't realize what that meant, um, really, until he went and talked to his home game DM who I was also in cahoots with <laughs> and said, yeah, we met like this, this angel woman, like devil woman. And he was like, Zariel. He's like, Oh, Oh no. And he, I see on Twitter, this message of just nobody told me <laughs> <laughs> as he had just all in caps tagged all of us. It's like, nobody told me. And we were like, Oh, we tried. <laughs> so he called her arch bay and that he could fix her. And he oh. did. They got to the river sticks and I had the ferryman waiting there, and they all had to give up something precious to them. Um, that was the deal. It could have been anything. It could have been spell slots. It could have been um, a memory. It could have been whatever. Uh, and a couple of them gave up memories of like childhood songs their moms used to sing them. Or um, the location of a grave was what Christian gave up. Was He was the only person who knew where a person was buried and gave up that location. And Zariel looked at him, and he had kind of had this moment with her of well, you don't have to come with me now that I kind of know what you are, et cetera, et cetera, all of this stuff. And I had this very loving conversation and he was like, you don't have to go with me. And she was, but if you choose to, like, I will take you with me, et cetera. We'll figure this out together. And I asked, I was like, Christian, are you lying to me? Like me as the DM needs to know, are you lying? Are you being deceptive? Because if you are, I need you to roll deception. He's like, no, I'm being as truthful as I can be. And she said, okay. And I had this planned for weeks and weeks and weeks leading up to this moment. <laughs> and she took the ferryman's hand and she said, I give up my life. And what it was is she was giving up all of her archdemon power. Whoa. She, in, because in Descent to Avernus, you can revert to, you can help her revert back to her angelic form. That's what she did. But she gave it up willingly to be with his character. Wow. And so it was this amazing descriptive of her and bathed in this warm glow of light transforming back into her angelic self. Whoa. And it was a lot of fun. It was, it was the shock on his face and i was like i've shocked the man incredible <laughs> imagine if he didn't even imagine he was just like hey impact. any chance we could just like keep the horns though i kind of like, <laughs> like i kind of like i was kind of yeah, into like, that like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she basically you know sarah's bald and she has her crowns and things and she grew this long beautiful silver hair in front of him all and it was this wow. very cool moment to be able to give christian on the stream um 
And his home game DM messages said, just so you know, everything you're DMing is canon to our world, oh, not in our home game. Sick. And so, like, eventually they would have gotten to that point where this was what happens. Uh, like, we had a kobold. I don't think Christian has realized this uh, because that game has since ended for them. That kobold that he met in their home game and that they met, so that was like basically dry bones from Mario Kart um, <laughs> in Vivernus. Same character, same person mm-hmm. working for his BBEG in their home game. Mm. He had no idea. Mm. Um, but the other one happened in the same game with the Diocadiosaurus, where this was something I had never expected. Um, they're playing a furbolg druid, and throughout all of Avernus, they're planting seeds. And I was like, okay, you can leave seeds. Like, it's not going to do anything, mm. right? Weird. Sure. But you're a furbolg druid, and you're very soft and compassionate. I thought, until we got all the way to the end of the game, last session, about to fight the BBEG, and they cast plant growth. Oh. On every layer of hell. They ripped hell asunder with plants. Wow. What? How did they do yep, that? I had them I had them roll for it and it was an exceptional roll. And they basically every seed that they had planted through every layer of Vernus sprouted and immediately grew and it ripped hell asunder. And That's I incredible. just kind of sat there in awe. That whole group was a time. They set set like all five of them took five minutes to set up one joke in the final. It was so funny. <laughs> um, it was great. That sounds like they something me and Jerry would do. Setting up a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like layer on layer on layer on layer until it got to the end. And I just sat there. I was like, I need to go. I need to leave um, this. I need yeah. to leave now. Yeah, those those were kind of my, my two. Was That's incredible. That was, uh, uh, yeah. All those players. I had a great cast <laughs> that came. It was Harley Kane and Nerd D and oh, wow. Christian and Katie and Josh the Governor from The Welcome In. They were um, all ridiculous that is fun, a really so. good cast that is a great cast so yeah. much fun. I've actually i've gotten to play with almost all of those people i think uh that is a fantastic josh played yeah. a sentient ant it was he played the thracreen but he was a sentient ant um who was a cowboy with guns it was great it was a good time. perfect absolutely perfect yeah. no notes yeah. um much the same way that i am uh for you iv i just you know i want to express again uh you know all the amazing work that you've done with the crit awards obviously with uh rolf good just absolutely incredible stuff so uh thank you so much uh please uh if you know obviously people will be checking out uh the stream that's happening on november 18th do not forget <laughs> um but uh, where else can people find all of the amazing stuff that you're doing and where can they yes. uh uh you know hear about your stuff yeah, so I'm Gamer the Girl everywhere on all of my personal accounts. And when I'm not in the Gamer the Girl stuff, I'm on Dice Cream Sandwich on Twitch, where I am normally DMing. And when I'm not on Dice Cream Sandwich, I'm on the Crit Awards. So it just depends on which day and which time you catch me. But personal stuff is Gamer the Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Jeremy, uh, where yeah. can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb one Cobb with two B's, the number one, same handle on blue sky. Uh, you can also, I actually, by the time, uh, I think this will already have been released, but, uh, and I also, I think my table is sold out. I think the event is sold out, but I'm going to plug it again anyway. D3 at C, uh, cause I'm excited about it. It's going to be, a, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be DMing on a cruise. Uh, it's going to be a new time of adventure. And then I'm also going to run paradox. Perfect. A paradox. Perfect. One shot. Uh, nice. it's going to be very, very fun. Yes. Um, I'm ex- so, I'm so excited to hear about this uh, D3 at sea. I'm so intrigued. Oh, yes. I'm like oh, very yes. much not a boat person, but I'm very excited for everyone that's going. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I've never like, been on a cruise. Yeah, I'm, yeah, neither have I, but I'm so intrigued. Yeah. Uh, so uh, excited to hear about that. Anything else? Yes. Yes, a few other things. I'm on, uh, I stream uh, weekly, multiple times a week. At this point, I think four times a week. Uh, 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 Twitch.tv slash Casual Quest Live. Mondays, I have a co-op BG3 stream. That's Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, It's me. Uh, It's Justin, a.k.a. the Brunch Guild of NADPOD's Dungeon Court fame. Uh, Shout out to the Hot Brunch. Uh, Also, uh, uh, Charlene Bayer and Kelly Wright from Tabletop Titties, whom you may know from uh, being amazing cast members of Big Trouble and Little Manus. Uh, the four of us have been streaming. We just started as of this recording. Uh, but yeah, Mondays, uh, Tuesdays, I stream Fallout New Vegas, which I think Love will it. still be going by the time this is out. Um, Thursdays, <laughs> Deus Ex Human Revolution, uh, which is winding down. So who knows what I'll be doing on Thursdays soon. I think maybe um, uh, Metal Gear soon. Uh, and then Sundays uh, is solo Baldur's Gate 3, where I'm playing a just a very messy fake 
princess. Uh, and then uh, the last thing is uh, Project Marana, twitch.tv slash Project Marana. I am part of the cast, me- uh, part of the cast of that game, uh, which is a really, really fun uh, um, Call of Cthulhu series. Actually, GM'd by Kelly Wright, uh, of all hey. also featuring Charlene Bayer, yeah. uh, Margaret Crone, also from Big Trouble in Little Manus, and. Um, Oh, uh, Katie Peters plays fantastic streamer. And I also said the name of it wrong. It's twitch.tv slash roll for it. It's with roll for it, but the, the show is called project Marana. It streams on Thursdays, I believe 12 PM P- P- Pacific time. I think, I think nice. check it out. It's, it's good. I play a sad gay hockey coach. Nice. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, I've been uh, Jasper William Cartwright. You can find me at JW underscore Cartwright on all of my social medias. Um, I am on the current series of uh, Dark Dice playing Ajay Ogun, uh, which has been an absolute blast getting to do that. Uh, I am, uh, you can go and check out uh, some of the other shows, a podcast that I'm in. I'm in Games and Feelings, the Performance Capture podcast. Uh, you can also find me as Thorn Vale on uh, Dimension 20's Burrow's End. Uh, and uh, I am uh, going to be very soon, as the new episodes will be coming out in less than a month, uh, going to be the DM for the Rotating Hero. Heroes podcast with the wonderful Zach Oyama. We're very close to doing our cast announcement as well. Uh, so make sure you head over to either mine or Zach's or the Rotating Heroes podcast social feeds to find out who's going to be the guests of Arc 8. Because uh, we're going to be continuing the story uh, from when we left it and I'm very excited to do so. Uh, but uh, that is all for now. I feel like we need to. I feel like we need to highlight the last two right. things that you said uh, because they are I big know. deals. They're big like deals. We, enough. Yeah, it's not like you've said this four times on air. This is the first time that we've officially announced on Three Black Halflings uh, that you are on Dimension Twenty. Uh, the Halfling Stadium is going nuts. Uh, people are you. tearing their own clothes off, tearing each other's clothes off, foaming at the mouth in other it. places. Uh, it's happening. I see it. Yeah, it's incredible. And all many of them are stoats. Uh, many, I don't know why so there's so many stoats at the stadium. Like they've they've come because of Burrowsette. That's why they hurt. So they were like, finally, so stoat wow. representation. A, and they flooded a into a large the... stoat fan base that you have created. Uh, uh, as well as rotating heroes. Incredible. Incredible. Thank uh, yeah. Congratulations, uh, everybody! Go check those things out. Or, Thank you or very Jamal much. Jamal will have words. We'll have words. You. Yes, and check out all of these folks' stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all amazing, and I feel incredibly blessed. And honestly, if it wasn't for uh, folks like the wonderful people that I'm talking to on this uh, this call, or indeed you people listening, I just none none of those things would be happening. So uh, I feel very very uh, happy, excited, and blessed. And if you want to uh, continue to support the show, support us, uh, and enable us to do more incredible things like we've been doing, uh, then you can find us on all of our social medias at three that's the number three black halflings you can check out our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash tv halflings and you can check out all of our merchandise and everything we have links to everything below and hey if you're here why not leave a review for the show helps new people find the podcast uh and i think that is it for uh for us this week thank you so much again to our amazing guest ivy for giving up your time to be on the show we really appreciate it and we halflings will talk to you next week so long, Shirefolk. So long, Shirefolk. You can do it, do it if you want to. Okay, you can do it. That's okay. I, I was just enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I don't think we've ever had just like a straight refusal. Nah, I'm good. You can. Nah, nah, <laughs> I was enjoying it. That was a HeadGum Podcast.